0: I I love the premise of this show. Smart people talking about dumb shit. I think think it's dumb people talking about smart smart shit. shit. Oh, we go where we are not supposed to go, baby. The Brilliant Idiots Podcast. Podcast. Yep, Charlemagne the God. Uh, My guy, Andrew Schultz, is in Australia. Actually, he's got shows in Australia. Um, Just letting y'all know right now. He's got shows in Australia this week. Next week is Thanksgiving, so he'll be out the country and I'll be out the country. So, uh, sadly, there will probably be no Brilliant Idiots episode uh, next week. But, you know, this week I'm here doing what I did a couple of weeks ago uh, when I was doing Ask an Idiot. So, uh, it's me and I got the good sister Ivy Rivera here. Hey, it's
1: been a long time. It
0: has been a long time. And today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace from websites and online stores, to marketing tools and analytics. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. There are no hidden fees or price hikes, and all websites are optimized for mobile, and it's so simple. Start with a design template and use drag-and-drop tools to make it your own. Head to squarespace.com slash idiot for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code idiot to save 10% off your first purchase. Let's start the show. Big Ivy, not the little one. We
1: love a man that can read.
0: I can, I'm a, I'm a pretty good reader. My mother was an English teacher, you know what I mean? So I read a lot uh, growing up. That's very impressive. Book it program, Judy Bloom, Beverly Clearly. What you know about that? Well,
1: I, I know a little bit about that.
0: Ivy, you've been yeah. cooking. You've been cooking. You ain't been on Brilliant Idiots in a while. I know.
1: You know what I mean? You, you let me fly, and mm. I've been flying.
0: Man. You threw me Man. into the
1: air, and it's just been up.
0: Man, Ivy. Okay, where do we start? <laughs> where do we start? Where do you, Where do we start with the... Oh, me, matter of fact, let me light my candles.
1: Light the candles. Set, let, the, set the vibe. Let me, let me, oh, there go the we light. We got some San Palo Santo over here. I
0: got some Palo Santo. I got my big light in the um, my bag, though. The torch. There you go. But where where do we begin? Ivy? Where do we begin with Ivy Rivera?
1: Wherever you want to begin.
0: Hmm. Well, (laughs) what did I just see? I just saw that Diddy's love album Mm -hmm. was nominated for a Grammy. Yes. That's progressive
1: R&B album.
0: You have played a very instrumental role in that album. Yes. Tell us your role in that album.
1: So I was kind of all hands on deck. You know, he launched Love Records within the same time of this curation of his album. And I've been there from day one, you know, putting campaigns together, just being of moral support, but more so just like being a a lead in a lot of the activations around the release of his album. Mm -hmm. So it's been great to be a part of this entire process and watch it get a nomination.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. That's what I look at you as, Ivy. I, I always, when we have conversations behind the scenes, I always say that, you know, there's certain people who have that executive energy, mm-hmm. like, you know, because everybody we see now that's in these positions, whether it's a r or, you know, CEO of such and such, like these curators of right. culture, you know, that move things behind the scenes, you have that energy in a a real way. Like, I would consider you a lifestyle specialist. I think that is a a term. I think Kenny Burns coined that term. He definitely did. And when I see that, I'm like, yeah, that's what Ivy is. Ivy is a lifestyle specialist.
1: Yeah. I I know it's, like, confusing for a lot of people because they don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's really just bringing a brand to life and using yourself as a vessel as to, like, what we experience, you know, behind the scenes. So a lot of people who follow me got to really go along this journey because I was the the face and the voice of that entire experience and it was definitely one that I will never forget.
0: And I and I think Diddy had you around, you know, because you you a vibe. Yeah. You know, like you know not just from music, fashion and mm-hmm. just what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, currently. And that's
1: also hard to like, you know, justify when you got a deal with the corporate stuff, right? Mm Because it's like, yo, I want Ivy around because she's a vibe. Like, how do you put that on paper? (laughs) Like, so, you know, I've been blessed with the opportunity to curate my space and kind of give myself things to be held accountable for. But like, given the freedom to like, just really create my my career under his wing was a blessing.
0: You're a curator, a culture, a lifestyle specialist. Also with Ivy, you know, let me see. When did I meet Ivy? I met Ivy in 2016, right?
1: Something like that. No, I feel like it was. Was it? No, like 2018, 2019. Twitter. I hit you up in 2015, so it was definitely like 2018, 2019 vibes.
0: No, before that. You let's look up. Let's that, look cause up. Cause there, cause there when that. did
1: you come out with your book?
0: The first one came out in 2016, so it was really. 20, yep, first one wow. came out in 2016. Second one came out in 2017. Wow. So it was 2016, and if. I don't want to tell Ivy's complete story. But you, you've probably heard it if you've heard her on a podcast or something yes. like that. But where do I want to begin with this? I want to talk about you and Angie Martinez. Because you're up here now and people are like, okay, Ivy's here. This is Breakfast Club Studio. You know, mm-hmm. uh, people know that. But you're up here because you actually work at Power 105. One yes,
1: day. I'm on air. And um, now I'm working with Angie. So if you want to hear me on air, you can hear me overnights thursdays and fridays from two to five and then i got the mornings on sunday from eight to 12 um p.m but now i'm working with angie as a creative producer wow so you know i'm just kind of like helping amplify whatever she has going on you know adding my sauce giving my insight and it's just great to like work under her and with her um the fact that she trusts me in that that aspect is crazy. I never thought we'd even be here. That's
0: exactly who you should be with. You should absolutely be with Angie Martinez. No, she's the GOAT. 100%.
1: Absolutely. I I give big GOAT energy at this point Mm -hmm. from you to Angie to Puff. Like, wow, it's very surreal.
0: But when I think about the person who tweeted me in 2015, (laughs) the person who came to my book signing in 2016, you were very clear on what it is you wanted you were very clear on what you wanted to do. And I think that people don't realize that's all it takes sometimes. You don't have to have all the details. You don't even have to have the nuance of what it is you want to mm. do. Like, I want to do radio. You knew that. Mm. And it you manifested it.
1: I didn't think this was going to be about me. You're making
0: me emotional. No, no, no. I'm just, we're going to get into the asking okay, idiots. Great. Just, I want to set the stage. You know what I'm saying? The reason I'm setting the stage because see, the brilliant idiots listeners they used to like to shit on you. You know what OD. I mean, so that's what I'm. T- I gotta let them know. You gotta let them know, y'all, y'all motherfuckers, yo, just be wrong. You, you know hate what I me mean, me now. that's all I'm saying. Some brilliant idiots, listeners, like the used to like the shit on Ivy. So I'm just like, yo, let me let y'all see what Ivy's doing right now. Yeah. That's all. Shout that's
1: out, that's out to it. my haters, sorry that you couldn't faze
0: me. That's all I'm saying. So it's like <laughs> I said, to, to see you tweet me from 2015 and 2023, you are in the mix in such a, a a big way, and and just getting just getting started, like. Like really just scratching the surface yeah. of, you know, what what's coming for Ivy Rivera. It's just, you know, Aww. i I I'm it's happy. I like to see it is what I'm saying.
1: Thank you, Charla. Absolutely. I couldn't have done it without you. Let's let me give you some flowers too, because you've been very instrumental in just like guiding me and giving me the inside and the platform to fly and you are irreplaceable in my life.
0: Hey man, I love you so much, Ivy. And all I, I think so I ever ask in return is for y'all to be great. Yeah. You know, this is how you pop your shit. Like I'm not, I'm not, mm. I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a shit talker, you mm-hmm. know, as far as like, oh, we doing this, we doing that. I like to show and prove through actions and deeds. You so do. they can see you. They'll see you at the Grammys. You to be fly as fuck. Hello. Who, who knows what you what outfit you're gonna have on. <laughs>
1: shit, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't be <laughs> knowing until like an hour
0: before. <laughs> um, and we can get into some asking idiots, and this is some good question. I didn't even make this up, Ivy, this is real. Follow-up company Jack says, what was your breakthrough moment career-wise? Ooh,
1: breakthrough moment career-wise. Dang, that's a loaded question. Start with you.
0: Oh, <sighs> uh, I think everybody knows my breakthrough moment career-wise. Well, I'm not going to say everybody, but my breakthrough moment career-wise was um definitely working with Wendy Williams. A hundred percent because I was at I was in I was in Columbia, South Carolina, which was market number 93. Mm -hmm. And to go from market number 93 to market number one and, you know, get to sit next to one of the greatest media personalities of all time. Mm -hmm. That was 100 percent, you know, my breakthrough moment career wise, because without that situation, I don't end up doing morning radio in Philadelphia because they hired me based off the work they put in that I put in with Wendy. And then if I don't do morning radio in Philly, I don't end up on Breakfast Club. Mm. So 100 percent my breakthrough moment uh, career wise was when I took the opportunity to work with Wendy Williams for no money. By the way, I mm. worked with Wendy for a year and a half for free. You mm. know, they was like, yo, we can give you a place to stay. And I had a place to stay and I figured it out in New York.
1: That's. I feel that I was literally talking about how like the opportunity is bigger than the the check sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like even today, like I'll still do things for free. I'm not doing all things for free, mm-hmm. but it's like if you look at the bigger picture of things, you're going to always do things for the love sometimes. You know what I'm saying? It's just about creating those boundaries. But one of the things I don't like to talk about a lot, which was actually one of my biggest breakthroughs, was hustle in Brooklyn. Oh,
0: shit. Hustle in Brooklyn. I about hustle in exactly, Brooklyn. <laughs> that changed everything. I never knew that. Really,
1: it changed. I remember when you met me? I was a coordinator at E One, mm-hmm. right? So I'm working at a label now. I'm six months no, into that's this not job. No, I bet
0: you you got that later on. No,
1: you. You met me. I was still working at a label when we started. I was right. going on lunch breaks to be on Brilliant Idiots. Oh, you're
0: right. Damn. Yep, yep, yep.
1: And then that opportunity came and then we already established our friendship and that's how we got that episode with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that changed everything because uh, around that time is when I got my first brand ambassador deal with Cavassier.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I went on tour with them and that was still around the time of when the show debuted. So I was really going city to city. And then that was the beginning of everything for me because then I got on your show a few more times after that and people started to like really notice me because of my presence on television. Mm-hmm. And then the rest was history. Yo,
0: that's crazy. I, man, it's so funny how God works because you get on a show like Hustle and Float and you end up getting the... the, the Hustle in Brooklyn. what I say? Hustle and Float. Hustle in Brooklyn. <laughs> and then you get the ambassador deal with Kvasi but all of that, you've done like... a. How many more ambassador deals since then?
1: Uh, three. Three. God
0: damn! <laughs> I'd be getting that fucking money, man. I'm I learned serious. from you. <laughs> I'd be getting that money. Uh, Michael underscore says, "What's something you guys believe that most people disagree with you about?"
1: Hmm. Pumpkin pie.
0: You gotta, you gotta cut it up. <laughs> Nobody eats pumpkin pie. That's not real. I I don't believe that's a real thing. I don't believe that. I don't care. I believe you're just saying that because it's It's around Thanksgiving time. You don't even hear about pumpkin pie until this time of year. Nobody talks about pumpkin pie ever. It's the
1: best season. Pumpkin spice. Why though? I don't know. It's just so good. I'm like a fan of cinnamon. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I taste it more in pumpkin pie than I do in sweet potato. Not saying that I don't like sweet potato pie, but I would go for the pumpkin pie. I don't know. Unpopular opinion. Ugh. Bite me. Ugh. What about you? It's really not that deep. They don't taste drastically different.
0: I've never had i I literally, I don't even think I've ever had it.
1: So you need to have it. You can't talk <laughs> about something you never tried. That's
0: my, if it was so good, like, I would have oh. tried it. Like, I, I've never even had, like, a word of mouth recommendation for Yo.
3: it. Just says, this pussy taste like pumpkin pie?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Made me mad. I said, don't ask me no damn question like that. I ain't never had no pumpkin pie. I'm scared because everything is about sweet potato pie. And it's like pumpkin pie was kind of like sweet potato pie's like, you know, slow cousin. You know what I mean? Oh my
1: God, the slow cousin. It's like you never,
0: we we never, it's just like you're there and you look like family, but we don't really fuck with you like that. Like, (laughs) not saying we don't fuck with the slow cousin, you know what I mean?
1: I mean, I'm a fan, I'm a fan of the underdog.
0: I'm not saying that we don't fuck with your slow cousin. You're Walk crazy. your slow cousin to the park, you know what I mean? Put his helmet on, make sure he's good. But all I'm simply saying is pumpkin pie ain't it.
1: Oh, my God. It ain't it. Well, it is to me.
0: What's something you guys believe that most people disagree with you about? I mean, I feel like it's, it's so many things. Like, I, mean, I, you know, I mean, we have conversations and it's a lot of things I don't be agreeing with. What's something you guys believe that most people disagree with you about? I have no idea. What? I can't breathe underwater. You know what? (laughs) What in the merman is
2: going on?
0: (laughs) I'll tell you something. Andre 3000 does not have to do a solo rap album to be considered one of the greatest MCs of all time. A
1: thousand percent.
0: People feel like he has to give us this solo album. Like everybody's upset because he put out uh, the track list for his his album New Blue Sun, mm-hmm. and he's told he said it's no bars. He said uh, he said I really wanted to make a rap album, but this is literally the way the wind blew me this time. So it's not a rap album. It's, it's I think it's all instrumentation. It's all instrumentals, like him playing the flute. And um,
1: he's just in his creative bag.
0: A- and that's how I feel. I yeah. feel like Andre Three Thousand. He doesn't
1: need to prove nothing anymore.
0: Nothing. He's given us everything. He owes us nothing. nothing. You know what I mean? If you want to hear Andre 3000 bars, go listen to every Outkast album you want. Go listen to all his guest features. I don't need raps from Andre 3000. Like this does not disappoint me. He's an artist, and when you're an artist, you know you should be able to express your art in whatever way you see fit.
1: Hmm. I agree. I mean, his album announcement kind of took me by surprise. Um, not that I don't want to hear it, but um, I'm just like, why? I don't. I don't. I prefer you off the radar and that's with no offense like mm-hmm. I just love the mystique I I love to know nothing about you you know cause I feel like that makes me love you more it keeps you goaded now I feel like in this time it's not gonna be received the way that his music was received at one point mm-hmm. because we're in such a microwave society mm-hmm. I don't know where this is gonna go but my prediction is a good two weeks I'm gonna get a few tweets and off with the
0: wind I, I say two days but that's just the the world we live in you know i even think about stuff like that when it comes to like the love album like mm-hmm. the love album is by far probably the best body of work that came out r&b wise mm-hmm. you know this year but it's just like it, it, people talked about it for a second but yeah. then it just kind of like
2: Drifted came and away. Went.
0: people don't mm-hmm. appreciate good art anymore I, I think people care more about people's personal life and what mm-hmm. they got going on than they do the actual art that they present nowadays a
1: thousand percent like even in the case of Diddy like they the the Love album was a good amplification to the story of him and Carisha because mm. they care about him and Carisha more than they do about the music and mm. a lot of people in this generation especially like Carisha's demographic they don't really know him to be the rapper producer they That's know right. him as the mogul That's right. the guy who already got money so You know, for us who have been a part of his music history, it was exciting. You know, like people could embrace it wholeheartedly because it was good music. But there's a younger demographic that is looking at him like, okay, and you have a good song and we're moving on. What happened with you and Carisha? Did you get a new Chanel? Yeah. Like, it's crazy.
0: You think people like to shit on you just because you're successful? Yeah. If you're somebody like Diddy, like they're not even going to give anything you do a real Shot, a fair shot.
1: No, they love to see you fail more than they love to see you win. That's a fact. It's crazy. They wait on you to fail.
0: That's a fact. That's a fact. I don't even know what's considered. That's what I'm saying. I, when it comes to guys like Diddy Andre 3000, what's there's no what's considered failure? They they're home already. They made it. So everything they're doing at this point is just for the sport. Like, freedom. you know, it's freedom. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I've always the thing I used to hate the most about artists is when they had a certain level of success that they were still like doing the normal shit artistically. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They were still trying to make like records like everybody else was making or like, you know, for me, it's just like, yo, when you get to a certain point, make the music you want to make. That's why I love people like Kendrick Lamar. That's why I love what Jay-Z did with 444. That's why I love what Diddy did with the Love album. And I'm going to listen to this Andre 3000 album with, I'm going to be so open-minded about it because I don't have any expectation for Andre 3000. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Andre 3000 is in 2023. Me either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. So if this is what you want to give us, I'm Open. more than okay with it. More than okay. All right, let me stop and pay some bills. Uh, DoorDash. Everyone deserves to feel like a VIP. And with Dash Pass from DoorDash, you can. Dash Pass members get $0 delivery fees and up to 10% off eligible DoorDash orders, including groceries, drinks, personal care items, and more. Sign up for Dash Pass today. Use code IDIOTS and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Uh, subject to change, terms apply, okay? Dash pass makes delivery even more worth it, helping members save more than $35 per month on average. Plus, Dash Pass delivers way more than just tonight's dinner, including special access to experiences, promotions, and Dash Pass exclusive menu items, all for only $9.99 a month. Sign up for Dash Pass now and you'll get your first month free. Put a little joy back into your schedule. Sign up for Dash Pass today. Use code IDIOTS and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash pass terms is subject to change and terms apply subject to change terms apply that's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for dash pass with code idiots subject to change terms apply sign up for more become a dash pass member today uh let's get back to the show let's do some more asking idiots man ooh that man underscore chris says what is 190 show you liked before but now rewatching it you don't know how you liked it ooh that's a good one
1: hmm I liked all the shows.
0: Word is I, born.
1: Yeah, I don't unlike anything.
0: I actually like more of those shows now. Like when I watch a lot of those 90s shows now, I, I love them even more. And the, the reason we'll never not like these 90s shows is because even if, you know, it wasn't the best show, we have memories. hmm You know what I mean? All of this shit is nostalgia, people. That's why you can never tell somebody you know that the mc they grew up on or the basketball player they grew up watching or the tv shows they grew up watching weren't the best shit ever because it's not even just about the content it's about what we were doing along with that mm-hmm. content like before there was social media like you know you would you would get with somebody on a on a sunday night and watch the wire right you know or watch sopranos you know or watch true blood like thursday nights you know, uh, I grew up Jehovah Witness, so on Thursday nights we used to be at the Kingdom Hall, and I used to have to record a different world in the Cosby Show on fucking VHS tape. You know, that's different. You know, like we ha- we had to record Martin and uh, what used to come on after Martin. I think it was Living Single. We used to have to record Martin and Living Single because we was at the Kingdom Hall. So when you put that kind of commitment and that kind of kind of time into something, right. and then come home and you watching it with your siblings or whoever. You don't forget that.
1: Mm. And even now, like, because I feel like I've watched a lot of episodes scatteredly. Mm-hmm. It come out weekly. You would you wasn't able to keep up with what happened last week. To see it now, like, certain shows available on, like, streaming platforms to watch the whole storyline now, it hits different. Mm-hmm. For me, at least. Like, Fresh Prince is one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin, I still come across new episodes. I haven't watched every episode of Martin. I've been feeling like that, too. It's refreshing.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm like, oh, this is what they were talking about. Absolutely. Because there's so many takeaways culturally from these shows. So when you're able to connect it in real time with a, a show that came out years ago, that's hard. That's and when, literally the purpose.
0: And when you're older and you're adulting, so now there's certain things that were said on those shows, done on those shows that you might not have understood back then, but mm-hmm. you understand now. So it's like watching a brand new show. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, Andre the Outlaw says, do you ever miss being the prince of pissing people off? No, I don't. Because I never truly intended to be that. I was uh, doing what I call the Eminem and eight mile theory. What is that? Living your truth so nobody can use your truth against you and whatever somebody was going to say about you owning it. So if Hmm. they said, man, he's an asshole. Uh, He rubs people the wrong way. Uh, he pisses people off. I just started owning it. Like, yo, yeah, I'm the prince of pissing people off. I'm the ruler of 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 rubbing you the wrong way. And truthfully, all of those times I did piss people off or rub people the wrong way, I didn't mean to. And guess what? That still happens now. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I feel like, and I, I really want you to expand on this mm-hmm. for real because I feel like who you are now is not who you were then. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there was a, a pivotal point and just like your perspective with how you handle interviews and how you just ha- handle yourself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, owning the fact that you were the prince of pissing people off. Like for me personally, I don't want to make people mad mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with my honesty. Like, I just don't want people walking away and like even reading your book, like getting confronted by people who are like mad at the things that you say, like how do you, you know, handle that type of, I don't want to say trauma, but how do you handle those experiences like even today?
0: That's a great question. Um I mean back then you just had to handle your handle, right? And that's why a lot of these new personalities I don't really respect what mm-hmm. they do because it's easy to say things when you don't go outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's easy to have conversations about people, but when somebody is in the studio, you got to keep that same energy. And I've always kept that same energy because I've always felt like the things I was saying you know, even even put it like this, the things I was saying weren't necessarily meant to be malicious. It was my critique. So if I thought your album was whack or I thought a song you did was whack or a freestyle, I can tell you that to your face and we can have a mm-hmm. conversation about it. And if I did make jokes on you, mm-hmm. when you sitting down next to me, I got to make those same jokes. I got to say those things to you. If not, I'm not authentic. Mm-hmm. If not, I'm a fraud. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to ever act clueless even when people confront me in the street. I never got ran down on and be like, "Nah, I didn't say that. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean it like that. I said it. Mm -hmm. So however you're going to handle it, you're going to handle it.
1: There's been a few instances, Charlamagne, where you have made me clutch my pearls where like...
0: (laughs) Give me some. What's some?
1: Some, let's just say, anonymous person will do a freestyle and you'd be like straight to their face like,
3: that ain't it. I'd rather stuff my pockets with these dollars till the Feddy make it burst like pinatas.
0: Fun up, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see like how you can like listen to that and not like be like. <laughs> it doesn't move me, man. Like,
1: all right, stop it.
0: <laughs> Ninety six, m M&M and Eight Balls, balls. All right, that's it. You what? know the press, nah. Charlemagne is mean. I'm calling you Atkins. Nah, that ain't it, y'all. Listen, that, man. Nah. Fur coat, volume no, one, November twentieth. Charlamagne. I don't think that's bad
1: though. That's terrible. Why? That is terrible. Like
0: <laughs> you're how,
3: killing I, how, a man's dream. How about well, some, on air?
0: Some dreams need to be killed. Okay. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> but how how is that any different than being like an audience member at the Apollo? When when you I think about that,
1: because people want to impress you, Charlemagne.
0: Well, you spit better raps.
1: I mio. I mean, but look at the case of like. I hate to call people out, but look at the case of, and this has nothing to do with you, like walling Out with Azalea Banks. She knew what she was walking into, right? But yeah. it hits different when you don't know what to expect and they really ripping you
0: up. Or, or, or it hits different later when you go home. Two things happen. You go home and you watch it, uh-huh. right? And you say to yourself, like, they wasn't playing with me. <laughs> they, they was really on my ass. And then this. Everybody's on your phone making commentary. That's right, either texting you or leaving comments and like, y'all. I'm finally and making glad. you a meme. Yeah, I'm glad somebody did that to her. I'm glad somebody went in on her. That shit pisses you off, mm-hmm. you know? Because if you took your time, you know, to go on a show, right? Mm. Like you're, you're giving them your time, you're giving them your, your 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 image, you know? And 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 they're just using you to beat up. They're just beating up on you. I can understand why she 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 felt that way. But to your point, she knew what show she was going on. Right, you know what I'm saying, right. and when you know what show you're going on, you just gotta you gotta be ready you gotta you gotta I don't care if you gotta hire somebody to write ten jokes for you for every single person. you gotta have something for d c chico, Carlos, who else on that show big mac every whoever's else on that show you, you gotta have something ready for all of them. just hilarious it don't it don't matter who it is cause trust me, they are loaded. they are loaded clips ready. oh who gonna be on the show today? Then I got like 10, all of them got like 10, 20 things mm-hmm. ready to go. So if mm-hmm. you know that they got that kind of ammo, why wouldn't you have that kind of ammo? That's and that goes true. for anybody. That just ain't,
2: yep, yep, you know, yep.
0: her. But also, you know, even with the, even now, like I said, even with the pissing people off thing, it still happens now. Like, do you think that the people I talk about now aren't pissed off? Mm-hmm. And they're even more pissed off because the things that would, that that I talk about now, a lot of the times are are, are real world, Issues, like mm-hmm. the stakes are higher. Mm-hmm. Like you think politicians don't get pissed off? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You don't think these heads of these corporations and these companies don't get pissed off? And nowadays, man, I don't know if y'all notice it or not. Boy, everybody is litigious, you know, including me. So you say the wrong thing, people are gonna be on your ass. Like mm-hmm. you going you're going to get sued.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, you're going to get those cease and desist. So I feel sorry for this new generation that's especially coming up on the internet, social media, YouTube, because they really don't know the rules of engagement when it comes to what is considered free speech, what is considered slander, what is considered defamation. And, you know, we've seen it so much. You see all of these people getting sued and losing in real ways because nobody's there to teach them. You Mm -hmm. know, like we... We we don't just come in here and get on the microphones. We take tests every year. Have you you have you have you had One, to take those tests yet? No. You haven't had to take the FCC test and all that? Mm-hmm. I've done trainings. <laughs> yes, you have. Oh, yes, okay. You have. Oh, like
1: the compliances yeah, the and compliance stuff. Thing, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I was like, what are you talking see, about? Like
0: <laughs> She's not reading them. She just pressing. Next, <laughs> yo, oh, next, God. next, <laughs> next, <laughs> next, <laughs> next. That's it. But no, all of that, yo, I'm gonna tell you something. It, at least, at least read it once. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you I've read it. You I've read to, it. yeah, because you can't, you can't just press next. I'm, I'm playing when I say you just press next. You can't just press next. You gotta actually read it. They ask you questions. It, yes, it's a you test. Gotta, mm-hmm, but those mm-hmm. are the things that we have to do. Like they, do they the give trainings. us, they give us trainings, like so we don't make the kind of mistakes that all y'all motherfuckers online is making, all y'all people on YouTube mm-hmm. is making, and that's why y'all in the hole, you know, for millions of dollars. A
1: thousand percent.
0: It's, it, it's really just that simple. So do I ever miss being the prince of pissing people off? Not in the way Ivy's talking about. Okay. I don't miss that at all. I don't miss getting ran down on, you know, for, for, for not liking somebody's music and shit like that shit is, I've, I'd never agreed with that, but I, I, you know, it wasn't always, it was never just about the music. Like it's mm-hmm. a difference in giving somebody a critique on their music and like clowning somebody's appearance. You know what I mean? Uh, You know, clowning somebody for what, moves they made like when mace ran down on me or Buster rhymes like all of that stuff was me being extra mm-hmm. than just the music but once again i knew what was coming out of my mouth so i had to deal with it
4: speaking of music
0: they can hear you oh okay
4: speaking of music um if you want to take a quick break from ask an idiot for positive, positively brilliant Drake and j cole on tour
0: Drake and J. Cole going on tour.
4: I heard it's a money grab.
1: The markets don't make sense.
0: Secondary markets. Mm-hmm. I respect the secondary markets. I'm glad they did that.
1: We love secondary markets.
0: Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad they're going to the secondary markets, but I think what's interesting is a lot of those dates are rescheduled dates from the it's all what was that tour called? It's all a blur. It's all a blur tour. Mm-hmm. And Cole's not on like five or six of those dates.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. Cole's not coming to New York. What? I don't think there is a or New York date. Guy. Or Long Island, one of them. Long Island.
0: Yeah, it's like one Long is Island. Tree,
4: yeah,
0: yeah. And he's not on like five. It's only like fifteen dates, right? Fifteen, twenty. It's like fifteen, twenty days, and he's not on like five or six up. So that's weird. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why he just wouldn't do it with Twenty One and hit those secondary markets. But I'm not mad I at Drinking Cold Twenty
1: One, and I'm a big fan of Twenty One. Mm-hmm. I heard Twenty One is boring on stage.
0: Really? Did you see him?
1: But then again, it's like. Look at him in music videos. Like he's so blank face. Like he gives no emotion. So yeah. imagine him rapping on stage. You think he jumping?
0: Yeah.
2: He's just
1: gonna be like, "How many puns you like? How many number Hey. How many number Hey. How many number
0: Hey. You know? Now what Ivy just gave? <laughs> what Ivy? I was fucking with. What Ivy just gave just now is great critique. But that would piss twenty one off.
1: And please don't run up on me because I'm they ain't a not fan. Run
0: up on you. You're a woman. They're not gonna do that.
1: Mm. Some people will be holding stuff in their back pocket. You just never know.
0: <laughs> You've never been approached by nobody, right?
1: I don't want to put that in the air.
0: Nah. nah,
1: nah. I definitely <laughs> nah, don't want to don't, put that in the air. Don't. But I'm not. I'm not afraid to own anything that I say, and I'm not afraid to change my mind either and speak that
0: publicly. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I've been wrong a million times. Mm-hmm. You know about people. You know, not just people, but just about. Like music, I even, you know, when it, uh, yeah, that, that happens. And what you said is, a- is absolutely right. And you should be okay with, uh you know, getting on your platform in the same way you had so much to say about a person that they may not have liked. Mm-hmm. You got to give it up for that person the same way. Yep. You know, think about all the time. I remember giving Diddy donkey of the day for Last Train to Paris and saying that album was shake weight music. You know shake what I'm saying? Shake weight music Remember is the nuts. shake weight? Yes, remember- <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> no, it was like this.
2: And I'm here like this, like, ah. Uh-uh.
0: <laughs> right? And- Coke
1: can, Coke can.
0: <laughs> and by the way, that was, damn, that Coke can in the shower. And back then, that album was, that album is really actually good. hmm You know what I mean? But I was just being an asshole back then. So all these years later, if I like it, I like the album, like I love the love album, I'm going a- I'm to a speak on that the same way I would if I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that's when people, uh, People do respect your, your, your opinions when they know that you're not afraid to show that you love something, and you're not afraid to say when you don't like something. Yep. Um, Coke can in the shower was very interesting. Boosie was on Breakfast Club this week.
3: <laughs> I
1: was educated.
0: <laughs> he was on Breakfast Club this week, man, and people, you know, when I told, when I when I told Boosie that I watched that I watched that story at least twice a year. <laughs> and I posted that story on my Instagram page. Everybody like, of course, Charlemagne likes the gay shit. You know what I mean? It's not about the gayness of it. The reason I watched that video is because you can see the trauma in Boosie's face when he's speaking about walking into this bathroom and seeing this man riding another man's dick. But reverse
3: cowgirl. I remember I was in that goal. I walked down on a nigga riding a nigga dick from the back. A nigga had a nigga ankles riding that bitch from the back, man. I ain't know about the Coke can and the shawl, you Nigga ain't even tell me. I walked straight in at six in the morning. Nigga riding that dick. I said, man, I want to go home, man. Fuck that, man. I said, man, I want to go home, man. I got to call the lawyers for all kinds of bum. Man, give me a motherfucking bum, man. That shit fucked my head up. Another nigga riding a nigga dick, man. Taking that bitch. I'm talking about riding a nigga dick. That shit, that nigga say, damn, young I say, my bad, man. Yeah, I ain't no man. Fucking the shit out that nigga in that bitch. I was like, man, this shit, I was like, this ain't no place, no motherfucking human being, bro. When I saw that shit, OG, I'm like, these niggas sick, man. You a nasty motherfucker, man.
0: But if you hear Boosie tell that story, those are the things about prison people don't talk about. Especially nowadays you be on social media you see these motherfuckers going live from prison they got all kind of candy and honey buns and they look like they having a party and you know mm. it looks like they're having a grand old time and you know salute to kai not kai not did his uh seven day stint mm-hmm. when he did like the thing from jail didn't bother me like it bothered some people simply because i've seen people doing that forever he, right. Like he's not the first person to do something like that from a jail but When you see that and you see what's really going on in prisons, it don't often look like what it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Which is your freedoms have been stripped from you in every way, shape and form. Like you're not coming home no time soon. You don't have no access to no women. You can't come and go as you please. So when Boosie tells those stories, those are the horror stories about prison that I think kids need to hear Mm -hmm. because it scares the fuck out of them.
1: Oh, my God. I was just talking about this the other day. How, what? like, jail has such a misconception now because jail is supposed to be a rehabil- rehabilitation center.
0: Yes, a correctional facility.
1: But it's none of that anymore. None.
0: No correcting going on.
1: No correcting. And it's crazy because, like, I know that my dad hates that I share this story, but, like, my dad obviously spent time in prison. And how much? He um, did five years federal. Um and what are the, they doing? If you don't mind me asking. Um, the second time was conspiracy to like some, 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 I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to talk about it on this podcast. Okay. But um, during that time in jail, he came out such a better man. And I wish that that was a story that other people had. Like he got his GED in jail. Mm-hmm. Like he got closer to God in jail. Like he did all the things right. So when he came out, he was set. And you don't hear those stories no more. There is no rehab. There is no ministry. There is no help. There's no therapy. It's just rugged and yeah. ragged.
0: Yeah, dudes ain't even coming out diesel like they used to.
1: Yes. <laughs> for That's real. Not, not. they not. They're coming out nappy and ashy. That's what I'm saying.
0: Back in the day, they, people and used to come out diesel, gay. looking young. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> you didn't know you liked dick till you went to prison. Hello? <laughs> Never knew how to taste for dick. You know what I mean?
2: You know, he was exploring you know, in there, huh?
0: Came out like a <laughs> d- dick and pumpkin pie. Didn't have a taste for either when I went in. <laughs> there was nothing else to do. You know what I mean? They didn't have no more sweet potato. It's to
4: All pumpkin. they had was pumpkin. So you huh? didn't like that? What? When, what Kai did. I didn't say that. No, I'm asking a, oh, a question it? that Do you think they make fun. Like
0: I didn't have a problem with what Kai did. Everybody was saying Kai was glorified in jail. I didn't have a problem with what Kai did because I'm not a hypocrite. I I was born in 1978. My whole era glorified jail. You got record labels named after jail. You know what I mean? Like, literally, you have record labels named after, like, like D-Block and uh, Death Row and, mm. you know, um, I remember State property. Uh, State property. I remember going to the Hard Knock Life tour. And before the Hard Knock Life tour, Jay-Z and Bleak and Beans was all in the jail suits and they was in the back of the paddy wagon and they was singing some song like, I don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck. Then they broke out of the paddy wagon mm-hmm. and you see them running through the woods and then you see Jay climbing up a ladder and then when he comes out on stage, he's in the jail suit. So it's just like mm-hmm. my whole generation glorified mm-hmm. jail. Like, they, mean, don't they have TV shows now? Like 90-day lockup or shit like that? Or am I yes. making this up? Yeah,
2: I
1: mean, and it's acting. It's not even like real people that are in jail, yeah. which is crazy to me.
0: Yeah, beyond I, it's, it's great. He's like,
1: giving mockery. Mm-hmm. But it depends on the perspective, also, because some is to give insight, but some is probably to exploit. And I feel like there's a few um, platforms, like in channels, that live to exploit just people who struggle. Like my six hundred pound life. Like I hate those freaking shows. Jesus Christ, why are you embarrassing them? I mean, they they're struggling. struggling
0: though. I mean, what else? What else would they be doing other than eating, though? I mean, you might. Oh like, my God, I don't
1: want to see that. I feel so bad.
0: What What, what, is, the, what is the, I never watched what's those shows, either, but, but what's the end game? Like, do they try to make them lose weight? To, uh. It's like
1: a program yeah. that if they stick to the program, they lose X amount of pounds, mm-hmm. then they get approved to get like um, the gastric bypass surgery and change their life. So mm-hmm. it's like the journey of them actually changing their habits yeah. to improve their life. And you get to like see them day to
4: day just. Kind of. Not Dusty really, I feel like it's not even them trying to.
1: Big.
0: How do y'all feel when y'all see them 600, 700 pound women with men? And y- I'm jealous. Word.
1: Because I'm not there and I don't got no man. Damn. <laughs> I'm so mad sad. Damn. I'm not saying nothing. I'm you, not saying nothing. I'm like, you got a man, Taylor? Taylor? You got a man? Oh, Me and my, my
4: man. God. You in a situation shit?
0: Did it go official? After last Ooh. week, I'm
4: never gonna go IG official. Uh, only for my close friends. Did he hear you on the
0: podcast last week? Y'all
4: exclusive. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> did he hear you? Did he hear you last week on the pod?
4: Yep. Um, my name, I my, told my him name. About it, yes.
0: Did he listen? I don't
4: know what maybe. you said. What you said. They were asking. <laughs> they were asking me. Because the long story short, I reconnected with my one of my best friends, and we just are taken to another level. That's all. Wow. So your best friend is really your best friend.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Damn.
1: Mmm, we be all night. See? Yeah. And you don't
0: like even have that. to get fat to find a man.
1: You see what I'm you saying? You don't even got to get fat. <laughs> That's crazy. Is that the secret? I got to get That's fat?
0: That's the secret. Get fat. <laughs> you gained about 600, 700 pounds. Because all them women on those shows got, 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 got booze. They got babies. Yeah, bays. but they don't
4: got teeth either. Like the men They definitely don't have teeth. They also get broken up too when they cheat. Mm. The guys cheat on them.
0: Why well, wouldn't you
3: cheat on a person who can't leave the house? <laughs> Go ahead. Don't,
4: don't, don't steer me wrong. I don't want yeah. that caliber of man.
1: I want a high-value man a well, cut with teeth in his mouth. Well, Please.
0: think about how that man may feel. You know what I mean? We don't talk about that enough. What if that man been with that woman for... What if that man was with that woman when she was 150? Well, so he that gradually mean, watched her get to 700. That's his fault. Well, that's
4: exactly. That's his fault. That's his fault. That's because, his fault? Yes. Because why are you... It's, I mean, it's both of their faults, honestly. Mm-hmm. But like... Why are you letting your girl just?
0: Because you can't call a woman fat nowadays. <laughs> it's not about it's
4: calling not, her fat. exactly. Okay. You don't gotta call her fat.
0: What do you say? It's unhealthy. If 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 your wife is going off the ledge, mm-hmm.
1: you are gonna let her go off uh, the ledge? No,
0: not at all. All right then. Yeah.
1: You're gonna so you gonna so that's exactly. literally the case and the point.
0: hundred percent. You know, you, hold your woman accountable. I, that I to being with. her
1: best self, not about being skinny, exactly. but being her best self.
0: What if she not listening? What if you telling her like, "Boo, you getting big"? There's
1: a big disconnect, and y'all gotta figure it out.
0: Damn. Once you get to 700, it's over though.
1: 700? What? Once you get to 700? Se- what about like after like 300? 200? Yeah. <laughs> 300. yeah. Like what? Maybe he is was crazy. just
0: sticking it out. He was like, man, she's going to have a heart attack sooner, sooner than later, so I'm just going to thug it out.
1: So, oh, my life God. insurance.
0: Tell so <laughs> death to us part. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? I'm just saying, that might be his mentality. Because he was like, she's not listening anyway. It's so like, I might as well just let her keep eating keep eating. I hope keep he eating, did the paperwork. Eating. I hope she. I hope he did the paperwork, <laughs> you man.
1: His baby, you ain't cashing out no time soon.
0: Salute to uh Kai. Said though. I don't. I don't have a problem with what Kai did. You know Kai? I don't know him. Yeah, I don't know him either. He's from New York, though, right?
1: I I heard he is from New York, but he lives in Atlanta.
0: Oh, he lives in, Atlanta.
1: Lives in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He lives okay. in Atlanta. He used to do um content with Ron Suno, and Ron Suno's from the Bronx. So I'm assuming he's from Uptown
0: somewhere. Okay. Salute to Kai. Uh, let's pay some bills. Salute the Prize Picks. Um Prize Picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. Prize Picks is a skill-based, real money daily fantasy sports game. How does it work? you pick 2 to 6 players and if they will go more or less than their prize picks projection you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry players can choose from a vast selection of sports and stat types not offered anywhere else they can even pick in-game projections after a game has started which include halves, quarters, periods and more quick withdrawals easy gameplay and, an, and an enormous selection of players and stat types of what make prize picks the number 1 daily fantasy sports app all right this week on prize picks i am selecting hmm Who am I selecting? Give me Justin Jefferson for less than 100. No, I don't want that one. Uh, You know what? I will take that one. Give me Odell Beckham Jr. for more than 50 yards and Josh Allen for more than two passing touchdowns. I'll take that all day. Odell Beckham Jr. for more than 50 yards and Josh Allen for more than two passing touchdowns. Prize picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday each Tuesday. Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Prize Picks now offers Apple Play for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. With the Prize Picks re- reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for NFL games and CFB top 25 matchups. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Go to prizepickscom idiots and use code idiots for a first deposit. Match- Match up to $100. That's prizepick.com slash idiots and code idiots for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Let's get back to the show. Uh, church announcements. Ivy, do you have any church announcements? I Anything don't Anything you want to plug?
1: Um, hmm. I don't know, but I want to give myself some flowers. Okay. I just came from L.A., Um, from the Give Her Flowers second annual gala and they honored me and it was so crazy.
2: Ooh.
1: Yeah. To be honored. What was the
0: the award? I saw that It was Um,
1: so, you know, I'm a part of this mentorship program where I am now a mentor. So they were just honoring me in the the light of just being a a leading, you know, voice and, and helping women, you know, pay it forward. But um, it was in the light of that. And they also honored Tiana Taylor, Ooh. Um, SZA, Brandy. It was a an amazing event. Shout out to Heather Lowry, first and foremost. She put that together. She is the genius behind Femit Forward. And to be a part of that was, I don't know. It was amazing.
0: But um, You deserve it all, Big Ivy.
1: Yeah, it's definitely been an adjustment to get into that that vein of I deserve, right? That imposter syndrome be kicking
0: in, papi chulo. It never goes away. Oy. It never goes away. Do you see a copy of Invisible Generals around here, Taylor? It never goes away. I'm, I'm dead serious. And the reason I say imposter syndrome never goes away because if you're living life and doing life the way you should, mm. you're going to keep growing. Mm. You're going to keep getting the new levels. And you're going to keep getting the levels that um you've never been at before. And so being that you've never been at that level before, new things are supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? New yeah. positions, new situations, new scenarios. So You're always going to have, you know, some sort of imposter syndrome. But I just always remember what uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes told me. And Bishop T.D. Jakes said, even if you feel like you're not worthy, understand that God knows you're worthy. Mm. And that's why you're in the position uh, that you're in. I and need that, a
1: sound effect for
0: that. I'm, Amen. Which one you want? We can put it. We can insert it. It's called post We need production. some organs. Do it. <laughs> Dwayne, put the organs. Um, I want to tell everybody, make sure to pick up Invisible Generals by my man, Doug Melville. This is the latest release off my book, my book imprint, Black Privilege Publishing with Simon & Schuster. It tells the amazing true story of America's first black generals, Benjamin O. Davis Sr. and Jr., a father and son who helped integrate the American military and create the Tuskegee Airmen Um, man, he was number one on so many lists, uh, this week and over the weekend. Uh, I don't, I don't think we've gotten any official numbers in not as of, uh, right now when we're recording this, but either way, it is a great story. And, you know, it came out on a perfect week. It came out the week of veterans day. So that's just the way the universe be working, man. The universe and great marketing because we plan to have it come out the week of veterans day, but that doesn't mean people would gravitate towards it, but they are. So thank you. And also this Saturday uh, from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. in my hometown of Monks Corner, South Carolina, my 10th annual Turkey giveaway is happening at Berkeley High School, 406 West Main Street, Monks Corner, South Carolina, in the student parking lot of Berkeley High School. You know, it's my 10th annual turkey giveaway. Pull up and get a bird. You know, we do the drive-through. You don't even got to get out your car. Just pull up and uh, my good people, my good folks from Third Eye Awareness will put the turkey uh in your car, man. So see you this Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Monks Corner, South Carolina, Berkeley High School student parking lot. Uh, Yes. Now let's get back to the show. I
4: have one for
0: you. What do you got, Taylor Gang?
4: Um, so based off of, you know price picks ad and also you guys talking about you know success in the business uh patrick mahomes was talking about how he only he wears the same underwear for each game um since his prof- professional career so i was seeing if you guys have like any superstitions y'all y'all wear how
1: long Where'd he been deal? wearing this underwear <laughs> he says since his professional career i'm oh, sure wow. he washes them i mean i didn't say he didn't but like <laughs> and it's
0: one game a week
1: is it white <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I have
4: questions.
0: Is Patrick he said His wife? wife
4: gave it to him for no, the, the underwear. <laughs> God,
0: he is <laughs> half white
4: though.
0: <laughs> no, yes, he, he is um, half white. No, he is. He is. He says the underwear probably half white at this point. It's
4: definitely right. Yeah.
0: If it's white, if that underwear was white, gray. it's half white at this point too. It's a little tan, a little yellowish. <laughs> oh, it look It's probably the same complexion as him at this point. It's probably he his underwear only, probably the same complexion as him.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he said he only wears them for a game day, though, so yeah. they're not too worn Isn't down. Isn't that weekly? They are not weekly. like these nasty underwear, and he cleans them. It's weekly. Of course.
0: I'm not mad at that. We all got superstitions. I mean, I, You don't have
4: one?
1: What is my superstition? I don't think I have
4: one. Like, there's nothing you say, pray for. like You have, you pray. 100%.
0: People. always say, uh, and I've been saying this since I was young, because before I knew what anxiety was, mm-hmm. when I used to have anxiety attacks, mm-hmm. I would do things to get me back to center, not knowing that I was even doing that. So I used to always say, um, fuck Satan, fuck Satan, fuck Satan. I love Jehovah God and his son, Jesus Christ. I love Jehovah God and his son, Jesus Christ. I love Jehovah God and his son, Jesus Christ. Go away, Satan, go away, Satan, go away, Satan. I would always say that whenever like you would feel that anxiety attack, you know, coming on. And that's something that I still resort to now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even when I'm, about to, like, every, I did that before every episode of The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. I do that before every episode of Breakfast Club. I do that, you know, whenever, whenever, I'm, whenever I'm doing damn near anything, you know. Like I did i I'm doing um Chris Wallace's show this week, uh, called Who I'm Talking To. Mm-hmm. It comes on HBO Max. I think it comes on HBO Max and CNN. My episode comes out uh Friday, and it's the same thing. Like you know, whenever you feel that anxiety yeah, coming that's... on, you I do my breathing exercises. And I resort right back to being a kid and saying, fuck Satan, fuck Satan, fuck Satan. I love Jehovah God and the Son of Jesus Christ. Love Jehovah God and the Son of Jesus Christ. Love Jehovah God and the Son of Jesus Christ. Go away, Satan, go away, Satan, go away, Satan. And if I say each thing three times because three times three is nine, nine is the highest level of change. When you studied the 5% teachings, you know, it said uh, everything must go from knowledge to born in order to be, and born is nine as well. Mm-hmm. So it's all, it's all nine.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think I... For like big events and stuff, I like to be in silence and I listen to Abraham Hicks. I don't know if you are familiar with her, but she speaks about like law of attraction. Like her messages on YouTube are like, it'd be whipping me in shape real bad. But um, I think I just like to be in silence and in my head until I have to be present to people because I don't think people understand how much energy you exhaust being talented. It's more than just like knowing the lines is about being a real energy and, you know, shifting the, the, the frequency in the room, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, yeah.
0: And, 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 and getting sucked off. Pause. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <sucked> out, <laughs> getting 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 your energy sucked out of you
1: literally yeah. because like it's when draining you're,
0: it's draining like you, when you're the talent everybody's mm-hmm. pulling at you
2: oh my god and listen sure.
0: it's no, 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 no. a blessing but it's something you have to mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. prepare for, for. Mm-hmm. that's why i don't like when people complain when they're like on set or stuff like that don't get me wrong mm. you know you you know of course there's going to be things that you're not happy with. So you might say, hey, I want this like this. I want that like that. But some people complain as if they didn't sign up to be there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, as soon as you sign up to be there and you take on the responsibility of being there, then you got to hold yourself accountable.
1: A thousand percent. You know, so
0: don't be a dick. Like, you know, but it is exhausting.
1: It is very much so.
0: When the last time you had to say, fuck it though. Every day. Every day? (laughs) Every day. Every day?
1: Fuck it in the sense of what though?
0: In the sense of I'm not doing this shit. I'm putting up my boundaries. Y'all are taking advantage of me right now.
1: Mmm. I would say not too long ago, like about like two weeks ago. Um, I don't want to speak too specifically. Yeah, don't on, fuck up no bag. Yeah, yeah, I ain't fucking up the bag. No bags of relationships. But you don't fuck I'ma up But I'm going to just say this. The long story short of it is that I have released um expectations and I have released Um, Taking things personal. Mm. Like I have a a real thing where like my work is very personal to me. I I don't really build a a, a separation for any of them. And I'm working on that now. Like I'm providing that boundary to separate my personal from my work because I'm so passionate about what I do. I take it all personal. So Mm. if you change your mind about something or if you leave me behind on something, I'm mad. I'm like, you don't like me. I'm not valued, you don't see me. But it literally has nothing to do with me. That's right. Right? So I'm I'm reeling myself back where it's like I'm no longer taking things personal. I'm not mad about little things. And little things that you get mad at is literally like a bigger thing around the corner. So I I'm, I'm chilling.
0: You got the right attitude, Ivy. Thank I tell you. people that all the time. Like, you know, motherfuckers get motherfuckers say things to you or do things to you and we internalize it and take it personal. That shit ain't got nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is you and your projections. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Don't bring that negative bullshit my way. And don't make it seem like I'm the problem. Literally. Because that is all you. you. Um, That man, Chris underscore, says, being involved in the entertainment industry, do you feel like you steer people towards evil or away? <laughs> oh, my
2: gosh. You're going to
0: get me in trouble with the Illuminati. <laughs> Asking that was kind a of
2: setup.
0: <laughs> That's a good question. I think, um, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I contrary to popular belief, I don't think anybody's intention is to lead people towards evil. People. I think that, you know, we all come from certain places, certain environments where we talk about things that aren't good, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, when we were younger, I think a lot of people glorified them. You know, I, I see you got young artists now who, still glorified it in a way, but I've also been thinking about this. And I've been thinking about this ever since I saw uh, my man D1. Salute to D1. And, you know, me and D1 talk. You'll see D1 on Breakfast Club. Um, you know, D1 is the person who called out you know, Meek Mill and Rick Ross and Jim Jones. This man glorifying getting people killed as of a week ago. Like, what are you doing, bro? Lil Snoop really got killed. That broke your heart. You wear him around your
3: neck. What, why are you glorifying the same thing? It's great. The rap game, hip-hop industry is great at Cooking up some delicious poison. I don't call y'all because I got a problem with you, man. Like I wish we could go get lunch right now, me and any of them. I love you too much to not be honest with you. There you go. That's what it is, bro. Yeah. And so, if anybody, yeah, if anybody feel bad about being called out, it's like let's let's talk. Let's uh let let's
0: talk. Let's talk about it, and and, let, and let's just figure out what we can do better. Can I don't think better. you should call out individuals. I mm-hmm. think you should call out the idea, mm-hmm. the system. Mm-hmm. You know, just ask the. It's a valid question to ask. You know, is hip hop leading people? In the wrong direction, um, and if, we, if we're being honest, the answer to that is yeah, in mm-hmm. a lot of cases. But is it hip hop, or is it art reflecting life? Because mm-hmm. I feel like you know, society—you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of societal problems that cause people to talk the way that they talk in their music. So when we say somebody is glamorizing certain things, are they glamorizing it? Or are they are are they traumatized by it?
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. if you're traumatized by it you're going to talk about it a lot, you know? And, you know, I got to salute to Meek. When I hear Meek, when I listen to the Meek and Ross album now, don't get me wrong, like, you know, Meek got some bars here and there where he's talking about getting some people whacked. But for the most part, Meek is talking about what he is still seeing in the streets of Philadelphia and in the streets all across America. If you have a, I, I promise you, if you have a conversation with Meek, Meek is going to talk to you about what's going on in Philadelphia. Mm. He's going to talk to you about them young brothers and young black brothers taking each other's heads off because he truly cares about it mm. in a real way. If you talk to Meek on text or you talk to Meek in person, Meek is going to be sending you articles about people who just got gunned down in Philadelphia, not because he's trying to glorify it, but because he's traumatized by it and he wants to do something mm. about it. So even when I hear him on this new project, I hear him being more of a a, a reporter mm-hmm. than a glorifier. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He's just trying to let you know what's happening, you know, over here in the streets of Philadelphia. So I think if, if, if sometimes when you listen to it, you might think, oh, this guy's just glorifying murder or he's glorifying killing. But if you actually just listen a little deeper, he's just trying to tell you what's going on. Right. And he is trying to steer you away. And I think that's what we all want. When you get to a certain age, when you know better, you do better. I don't want to see young brothers going to jail. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I don't want to see young brothers out here disrespecting women. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see all of us doing what we're supposed to be doing. So, um, steer people towards evil our way. I would... I, it, depend, it just depends on who you're who you, who you, who you talking to.
1: That's literally it right mm-hmm. there. It depends on who you're interested in hearing from mm-hmm. because there are some people who... To your point, if you know better, you do better. And there's some certain people in this time that chase attention so bad that they'll say anything. That's right. But there's certain people that you listen to because you know that they actually have substance in a message. And like Meek is a perfect example because if you think that Meek is glorifying murder, you don't know Meek. Because, and I'm not saying I do, but if you go on social media, that's all he talks about. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Trying like, to help
0: those brothers. Death. Yeah, yeah he, he's calling
1: it out. He's crying for help. That's you right. You know, so it's it's kind of counterproductive for you to point a finger at Meek specifically and say that he's doing anything outside of what he has grown himself to be, which is a voice of calling out the realities of what's around him.
0: Mm-hmm. And I don't want, I don't want, I want people to change their music, but you can't just ask somebody to change their music. Like, you got to ask people to change themselves. And that's what I go back to when I say, yo, you know, people like you can't if, 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 if untraumatizing yourself was so easy, mm-hmm. everybody could do it. Mm-hmm. But if you've seen certain things in your hood, if you've seen certain things in your community, those things aren't going to leave you. And when you see things, even if you're removed from it, but if you see it happening to somebody else or you read about it happening to somebody else, it's going to trigger you. And all that old trauma you felt from when you actually saw it with your own eyes are If you were actually involved in it or it happened to you, like you got shot, all of that's going to come back up. You know what I mean? So it's like when I hear these brothers still putting it in their music, I understand why they're still putting it in their music. And if you want their music to change, you know, they have to go do internal work, Mm -hmm. you know, to deal with that, to deal with that trauma. But, yeah, like I I don't think none of our intentions are to steer people towards Evil. evil. You know what I mean, like, but you, we are very influential. Like when you think about hip hop, the hip hop I grew up on, I wanted a thirty eight Nose pistol because Tupac had one in juice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I saw something Issa Ray posted earlier, and she was talking about uh, what did Issa say? Issa was talking about Dr. Dre, nothing but a G thing video. Hold on, where is this shit at? Yeah, and she said, I guess I haven't seen um rap shit on HBO Max yet, but she said, y'all seen the first two episodes of Rap Shit on Max? And she said, my Roman Empire is the nothing but a G thing video that had seven-year-old me believe women deserve to be assaulted for ignoring men. And she posted the clip of when they poured the beer all over the girl in the party Mm because the party was acting bougie. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, damn, you know, not only is she right, I never thought of it from the woman's perspective. Mm -hmm. But from the men's perspective, that's what we thought fun was. Mm -hmm. If you was at a party, you know what I mean? Like, that's the type of stuff you did at parties. Right. You know, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was wrong back then, because that's what I was watching. I'm young and I'm impressionable. But to hear her say from the woman's perspective, that's what she thought was supposed to happen, was like, wow. So all of us were taught wrong.
2: (laughs) You know what I'm saying?
0: So can you say that we were being, do you think Drayden was purposely steering us towards evil? No. Mm-hmm. I think that they were...
1: Reflecting ref- their lifestyles. There you
0: go. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. They were reflecting the lifestyle they was living at the time. Mm-hmm. That's it. So everybody just do your best, man. That's what they say in the four agreements. In the four agreements, it says always do your best. Um, Wool says, how do you find the balance between work and home life? Just had my fourth child on Saturday.
4: Congrats.
0: Yeah, congrats, Wolves. I don't have a balance. I don't go nowhere. <laughs> I be <mean, laughs> I mean, working home. Well, w- yeah, I'm home. Are like and, I mean, but it's usually for work. And But you work a lot. I do, but it's like yo, my wife be with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? True. Like my wife is my wife, but then that's my business partner. We got businesses together. That's my mm-hmm. that's my heart. Like we, we de- How
1: often do you see your kids? Every day. Really?
0: 100%. Damn, I, I,
1: why are you saying that to me like I'm supposed to know? I was asking. <laughs> they the I'm Jesus. Alice.
0: Every day. I am, you know, because be, I'm blessed to be a man. <laughs> she, she
1: was, Taylor was about to beat me up, first of all. That face was crazy.
0: I'm blessed to be a man that is married to the mother of my children. Mm-hmm. So I see my kids every day, and anything that interferes with me seeing my kids every day, ugh. Right. I'm probably not going to be involved. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's that's what I think about now. How long is this going to have me away from home? Mm -hmm. How long is this going to have me away from the kids? Like even right now, being here in this moment, I'm only up here because we had a couple of things to do at the station today. Um, Yeah,
1: we never see Charlemagne at this time. I'm
0: never here. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm not here at three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm here because I got a four o'clock meeting. And then we had uh, we did something with um, Amazon earlier today and it was from like 11 to what, one or something like that. And I so, literally
1: jumped for joy when I saw him. I couldn't believe it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was wondering what the security was. I was like, who the hell is rushing around the corner like that?
4: I literally jumped on
0: him. But it's good. You know, so I don't have a balance. My balance is this. I work and I go home. I, You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to party with Ivy one night though. One night, I'm going go to go to one
1: night.
0: He's a a big liar. Watch. Big one liar. night, yeah. watch. One night, Next I'm going to pop year. up.
1: Next year for my birthday, I'm going to set you up right.
0: I'm I promise it, I'll come. To yeah, that.
1: It real late too, midnight pro- to arrive. Because nah, the, the way he missed my birthday, you would have, you would have thought that I wasn't his favorite niece. No,
0: you didn't tell me.
1: I didn't tell you that no, it's my birthday. I texted you, you like, oh,
0: no, I knew it was your birthday. October sixteenth was your birthday, but you didn't tell no, me. No, you, you learned had- that today. That's not true.
1: <laughs> Are you I'm, insane? That is not true. I knew. If you knew, then you would have said it on the sixteenth, and you said it on the eighteenth.
0: No, I I believe I did say happy birthday to you on the 16th. What I was telling you I missed was your party. I was like, you oh are shoot. How oh, I missed my the face. party. You're lying to my face. I really thought I missed the party. You had a party, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you ain't missed no yeah. damn party cuz you wasn't even going.
0: You had a party. I would have came if you would have invited me. You would not. No, you wouldn't have. <laughs> what, what time, what time like, was, the I party? Know it was it? I've was been like,
1: It right? was like I pulled up at like one in right? you. Damn.
0: <laughs> you Jamaican or Puerto Rican, yo? Which one? Both. Damn. I didn't
1: know you was Jamaican. No, too. I'm not Jamaican. oh. <laughs> but like, I'm Jamaican by affiliation. <laughs>
0: okay. You know? I do, I I do think I I I am going. I'm I, I'll come to No, I'm not. I'm about to lie. <laughs> <I do>. <laughs> yo. <laughs>
1: If I have an early it made me party, tired just
0: thinking about it. If I have a if early a party, party at one
1: a early party, I will absolutely invite you. Like a like a seven to nine or a nine or twelve. Why don't you? I do that? know you could do
0: it. All the old heads you got around. No, you? I'm. I'm Think serious. About us, Ivy. No,
1: I'm, I'm <laughs> thinking about you guys. I'm gonna bring back like happy hour.
0: Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Let your old heads. <laughs> he yes. No, for real. Let your old heads. <laughs>
1: happy hours all the time. I know. But... I know. When I had a budget, maybe Black Effect <laughs> could sponsor my happy hours. I would do that. Okay. <laughs> I,
0: no, I, I actually do have. It's so funny. Me and Nyla was just talking about this. You no, know, you, you know, there, there is something that you and Nyla should oh, be doing. Oh, Ni-
1: not yes. Nyla is so mad at me. Nyla has been trying to do a party with me for a minute, <laughs> but like I've just been so all over the place. And I'm, I'm the type of person that if I cannot commit a hundred percent of myself, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Especially at the stake of somebody else's passion. You know what I'm saying? And I know, I know she's passionate about it. I'm not, not thinking about it. I bring it up to her every time I see her, but she's like. I'm ready when you are. Like, stop talking to me about it. And I'm like, OK.
0: But you the lifestyle specialist. Here's the thing. Everybody, and I think we've had this conversation before off the air, people always talk about what New York is lacking and what New York isn't right now. Y'all are the ones to bring that energy back. You can't be in Miami all the time with that energy. Or LA, or Atlanta. If we be on Instagram looking, I'm like, damn, these parties popping. These people coming out for Ivy, this and that. New York is your oyster. I know you from here.
1: I know, I you, know. This is this. this I'm, is it. You know, I'm just in my <clears throat> expansion era. You mm. know what I'm saying? So it's like I've done a lot in New York, and I'm not leaving New York in the back burner. Trust me, I have y'all on my mind. But if the bag is calling in Miami damn. or in LA, damn. because y'all not giving it to me out here,
0: damn
1: here, you! You can catch me with a bag at
0: damn, <laughs> damn. I said New York, ho. said New York, ho. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> New York's so poor you can't even find money on the ground no more. Not at all. Damn.
1: It's sad out here. You used
0: to find a dollar. You walk outside in the street, at least a dollar, mm. a quarter, something.
1: It's scary times.
0: Um, today's episode of Brilliant Idiots is also brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Stand out with a beautiful website, engage your audience and sell anything, your products, content you create, and even your time. Squarespace makes it easy for creators to monetize their content and expertise in a way that fits their brand. With member areas, you can unlock a new revenue screen for your business and free up time in your schedule by selling access to gated content like videos, online courses, and newsletters. Create pro-level videos effortlessly. The Squarespace Video Studio app helps you make and share engaging videos to tell your story, grow your audience, and drive sales. Stand out in any inbox with Squarespace email campaigns. Collect email subscribers and convert them into loyal customers. Start with an email template and customize it by applying your brand ingredients like site colors and logo. Built-in analytics measure the impact of every send. Use those analytics and insights to grow your business. Learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords and most popular products and content. Head to squarespace.com slash idiot for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code idiot to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash idiot with offer code idiot for 10% off your first purchase. Um, I got to salute Andrew Schultz too. I'm sure y'all saw on social media. Um, Andrew's second show at Madison Square Garden also sold out. So, uh, the has two show, two sold out shows. At Madison Square Garden. Y'all didn't know that?
4: You just... I didn't know it was sold out yet.
0: Yeah, the second show sold out. You know? I don't know the
1: first one was. Congrats! First
0: one sold out in 90 minutes. Second show sold out, I think in. The
1: same day, Yeah, That's less amazing. than 24 hours. I want to go. We did? The last show uh, was at Radio City, right?
0: The last one was at Radio City. This one is at the was garden. Good. This ain't the theater, garden. though. garden. It's the garden where the Knicks not play. The, not
1: the Hulu theater. No.
0: This is where the Knicks play. Mm, Andrew shows
1: Stadium status. White man.
0: It. Headline in Madison Square Garden. Yeah,
1: not <laughs> white man. <laughs> because, man,
0: most of the time when you see a white man selling out the garden, he got 12 Negroes with him and he's coaching him. He ain't doing that. He's they doing comedy. With huh? He
4: got like two Negroes with him. Alex and, and. <laughs> Not. <man. laughs>
2: and, 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 and. Alex it's, like, it's
1: like, a, it's like a Alex certain is, calibers. He's, he's what? It's calibers. Yeah,
0: you know what I'm saying? His level The Negro. Alex is... <laughs> you it's know what I'm saying? To this
4: shit. Are you going to do something with him?
0: Who? Andrew. Um, I- I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there supporting my guy. And everybody, we got to dress up. I know it's May and it's a long time from now, but Andrew's dad, salute to Larry Legend. Uh, Larry always told Andrew that he got to wear a collar in the garden so if ever you've seen Andrew Schultz in the garden he always had a collar on because mm. he said you got to show the garden that type of respect I feel like in May we got to do the same thing
1: so you're dressing up
0: we got to man real so Rat Pack so does that mean I'm, w-
1: I'm wearing a, a dress or something no I'm gonna wear some nice pants
0: yeah ladies just be fly the way ladies be fly the yeah, brothers yeah, yeah, should yeah. come out in college shirts Though I feel that if you a real brilliant idiots fan you a real shirt. flagrant two fan Throw that shit on! I'm coming out real. I'm already thinking about be spiffy. Yeah, I'm gonna be very Rat Pack vibes in me. I very. also
1: want to call out that Charlamagne did not listen to my fashion advice for fall. No, nah, nah, I got coats. Oh, all right. I do. Wait, I got what? coats. I got coats. I got <laughs> pea <told> coats. Him, <laughs> I told him that the jacket. I what what jacket was it that you wore that made me compliment you?
0: <laughs> oh, that was a uh, that's a brand called Legacy of Re- Resilience.
1: It was a great jacket. Yep. And I told him that he needs to wear more jackets. Like, he's not a fashion guy. We know that.
2: <laughs> yes, not a fashion guy.
1: Jackets are a great accessory to the lack thereof. You know what I'm saying? It, it gives effort and it gives um, elevation. Oh, <laughs>
0: yeah. I love pea coats. Pea coats,
1: mm-hmm.
0: shit like that. I'm all for that. The Legacy Resilience joint was cool. It was just a motorcycle jacket for BET, Hip Hop Awards. Yeah,
1: I just, I literally did not expect that outfit to be worn by Charlemagne. Really? Because Charlamagne is just very lax. not saying he's going to come in sweatpants, you know yes, what I'm saying? I but I was like...
2: And well, yes, I yes, will. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. But it was just
1: a look that I wasn't expecting, and I liked it. I was like, you wow, he looks—he looked young and, like, he didn't look like a forced outfit. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like he was like, Amiri, Amiri, Amiri. <laughs> Amiri, Amiri. Amiri, <laughs> Amiri.
4: <laughs> ah! Ah! Ah!
2: Ah! you know exactly mary, what i'm talking
0: about <laughs> you wore sweats
4: to andrew schultz's wedding
0: no i did not you lying <laughs> <laughs> i was
4: saying it. it was a material it was like joggers
0: i don't remember
4: it was the material what? It was a very it was soft like a soup pants like a
0: soft <laughs> suit pants type and everybody said it was sweat pants
1: oh my
0: goodness that is, like that,
4: breathable <laughs> fabric
0: that a mary shit is funny though that that is what old, old <laughs> motherfuckers do when they really want to try to look young and in style. Yes. And, um, and it says it'd be big, bold to mirror yes, on monogram. everything. Yes. Looking crazy as hell. Looking crazy. Um, let's do a couple more asking idiots and get up out of here. Oh, J- Jamil T. says, how do you change minds of dozens or even hundreds of people to be on the same energy as you? I don't think you can, and I don't think that should be your goal. I think that you should be the change you want to see in the world, and you should always show and prove through actions and deeds in regards to, you know, whatever energy it is you want to put out. Like, my energy don't change because of what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to always be me, and I always say when you walk into a room, you got to be the energy you want to be in the room. So I'm going to always be me regardless. You right. know, so I'm not trying to change anybody. I feel like certain, I feel. I feel like people will get with the vibe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Like if you set a nice vibe, people will get with it. Like, you know, I I, I watch you in the studio sometime, Ivy, and y'all being there, and y'all all drinking, having a good time, everybody laughing, you joking. If there's that one motherfucker sitting on the couch looking like black from belly, then you know who the hate is, mm-hmm. and you just weed them out.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, literally that. If your intention is to change people's mind, you already got it wrong. That's right. Your intention should always be to just be yourself.
0: Simple as that. That's 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 the best advice we can give you, my brother. Uh r- fear Fear God says, did you really see Prince floating? Yes. I don't know why people be acting like I'm lying about this story. This was in the old Breakfast Club building. Floating? Floating. Let me old Like levitating off the floor. Levitating off the floor. I'll never that's forget it. It
1: actually sounds frightening.
0: This is before we were syndicated. I'm talking twenty 11, 2012, somebody goes, yo, Prince is in the building. Like, Prince is in the building. Prince, Prince? It's like 6 o'clock. Yo, put everything on automation. I mean, on yeah, automation. So we put everything on automation. We're going to go look for Prince. (laughs) As soon as we open, remember when you used to come to the old Breakfast Club studio? Mm -hmm. And you used to come in from the lobby, and then it'd be right there to Mm -hmm, the right. And mm -hmm. you got to go up that little ramp. As soon as we open the door to go down that ramp, Prince with two old white women at like (laughs) six in the morning. (laughs) No security, no big entourage. Why was he there? I I still don't know to this day. And we like, oh, shit. Prince, nicest brother in the world, walked over to us, shook all of our hands. I can't think of anything to say to Prince except for, I I grew up Jehovah Witness too. (laughs) (laughs) And, 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 And Prince was like, oh, Okay, we need to talk about that sometime. And I'm like, yo, we're going to hold you to that. We'd love to have you up here. And um, we asked for a picture. And he was like, no, I don't want to take no pictures. Respect. As he's walking away, <laughs> I had to. And I'm not even this type of person. I just snapped a picture of Prince. That picture was in my phone. Like, this is it's him walking away. And he had, like, this cape shit on. But when you're looking at the picture, you can ask, NB, ask Angela Eve. When you're looking at the picture, he was levitating. The cape was floating. He might—he might have he been like.
1: Maybe he was half step, like. Both
0: you know, feet. Like, both feet off the air. He was skipping. He was floating down the ramp, and then as I'm, <laughs> as, as, as I'm, I'm like, yo, he's floating. Everybody's looking. The picture in my phone disappeared. Black, spe- black box. Straight black box. This is before Black Lives Matter. This is before anything. It was just a black. Box in my phone. It went black. I'm looking at it, it just went black. Period.
4: So, princess magical powers.
0: Hey, Amen.
4: He's an alien.
0: He's, he's some type of wizard.
4: There is a he's question some about type aliens. Of in There's a question on there that's like, um,
0: uh, when I, I aliens think I saw that. Die, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that one, then heaven? I'm going to do one more and we're out of here. Um, Zay95, since we know that aliens are real when they die, do you think they go to heaven as well? Of course. I mean, if they're real, I don't know why y'all keep playing on playing with God, and I don't know why y'all keep acting like God's, you know, uh, uh, architectural skills, for lack of a better word, you know, have a limitation on them. You know, if heaven is the place where all living souls end up going if they do the right things, wherever they are, yeah, we all gonna be in heaven having a straight up family like, reunion.
4: I feel like they would have another heaven.
0: Why? It's only one God. Yeah, but. Why would they have another heaven?
4: Because the way that they're also separated from us now.
0: Maybe heaven is the only place. Dolly, 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 my baby. Maybe heaven is the only place where we could all coexist comfortably without trying to kill each other. Mm. Maybe we aren't mentally, emotionally, or spiritually ready to coexist with extraterrestrials um, on any other plane. Dolly, 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 my baby. Interesting. Maybe, maybe, maybe heaven is the only place that we could all coexist together. I'm almost done. We done in like 5 minutes. Okay. Maybe heaven is the only place we could all coexist together. We couldn't do that on an earthly plane or on another planet
1: because we're forced to like be nice and be forgiving. Right? And well, yeah, in that Well, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think when you when you when you die and you go to you go to if there is a heaven because I don't know mm-hmm. if I necessarily believe in heaven or hell, but if you do go to another dimension dimension you don't have any of this earthly baggage mm-hmm. you don't have any of this worldly you're free baggage you're free like a lot of the stuff that we have the preconceived notions the prejudices the biases this system created that this earthly construct created that so when you go to heaven and you don't have any of that you'd be willing to sep- accept other people that are different you might not even look at them as different hmm. you know what i mean they're just there they're just another being
1: interesting um I guess we'll find out when it's that time,
0: <laughs> which will be a long time from now. Right. Actually, it's 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 a long time from now, but it's also a short time. From
1: it now. is. I was gonna say it's not that long.
0: It's not as long as you think. Pause. Um, I think you, that's it, man. You got it, the man. Will Smith. Well, <laughs> y'all got to stop doing that, the Will, man. You got to stop believing everything he we hear willing. about people. <laughs> God damn.
4: Oh.
0: It used to be big, it used to be big Willy. Now it's little yes, Willie. It's just free Willy. Damn, free.
4: <laughs> Literally.
0: <laughs> As always, <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, you think we're smart, you think we're intelligent, you think we're brilliant, you're absolutely right. Oh, Ivy, tell me where to find you, first of all.
1: Yes, you can find me on all social media platforms at the Ivy Rivera. That's T-H-E-I-V-Y-R-I-V-E-R-A. I'm only accepting love do not come with the hate thank word. you word
0: uh, and as always if you listen to this podcast you think we're smart you think we're intelligent you think we're brilliant you're absolutely right but if you listen to this podcast and you think we're a couple of idiots who don't know shit you're right too it's the Brilliant Idiots Podcast thank you for listening